There's something wrong with it. Yeah, I told you there was. Why is it acting like this? Did you feed it cocaine? No, but you're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course they can. Then why are you up here? All right, people. Show this podcast. We've talked quite a bit of the subgenre creature feature. We talked about it with gremlins, critters, and so on and so on. Now, the creature feature is pretty much, I think the creature feature is a slightly upgraded version of what the standard creature would look like. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, alligator would be a good example. Would be It's classic from the 80s creature feature, which is based on an urban legend about Yorkins getting their kids little crocodiles as pets, flushing them down the toilet, and then the alligator getting huge. I remember the, the concept, and after watching the film, terrifying me as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So the creature features are usually like piranha, would upgrade the actual premise of what a piranha does, not the premise, but the idea of what a, a, a piranha is capable of, and then expand that and obviously fictionalize it a bit, hence becoming a horror film. Mm-hmm. And taking the believable and making it unbelievable. Hey. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's basically exaggerating. Man, you just take away my good lines there. I mean, <laughs> I just give you a good line. Making the believable unbelievable, oh. and you just go, Rounded. oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I like chocolate. <laughs> All right, so anyways. No, but uh, you guys get my point. They're based on something or what or not. And this takes us to our next film. Now, we jumped on this one pretty quick because it made a shitload of money for a smaller budget film, $35 million. It's already made 55 I think, in the U.S. alone. Um, causing it to be a pretty successful independent film. And yes, $35 million is probably considered independent these days. Uh, now, Cocaine, Cocaine Bear is, like I mentioned with Alligator, based on a true story. So you do have the drug runner, who yes, they did throw out a bunch of cocaine during a drug run on a plane. And yes, they did parachute with a bunch of that cocaine strapped to them. And yes, he did die during the fall. And yes, a bear got access to a ton of cocaine, but the bear died within minutes. Yes. It's basically um, all true, apart from the bear going on the rampage. Exactly. Um, so the first five minutes is true. Uh, the bear ends up consuming, 50, by today's numbers, $55 million worth of coke. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's going to kill you. That's even going to kill a bear. Yeah, it hemorrhaged, I think, or something like that. <clears throat> so there you go. There's the there's the true story of Cocaine Bear. Which, in all fairness, considering all the horror movies we do, and they say they're based on a true story, this is actually more based on a true story than those films are. <laughs> but we're gonna. I just want to dive into it because, like I said, we like our creature features, and technically, this this is not really a creature feature, but I would put it up. Maybe I'd put it up there as a creature feature. Yeah, I would say technically it is. Yeah, because you know. Just because it's a little more, I want to say grounded, but that's not going to work, what we're about to talk about. All right, so Coke Bear was directed by Elizabeth Banks. Now, Elizabeth Banks, I'm a fan of. I do like her work, but I don't like her as a director. 
um, especially that Charlie's Angels, which was a train wreck. I haven't seen it, but apparently, yeah. it, it, I mean, it bombed. Yeah, neither did Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it was it's dreadful. Um, so give her the benefit of doubt. And now this movie's getting <clears throat> when it first came out, well marketed. So the the, the film goers went to see it, enjoyed it, and it had pretty good reviews. And now as the movie's coming out, now it's on video on demand. It's numbers are dropping. Uh, people are now watching it at home. They're watching without the expectations. The first film goers, and people are kind of catching on. This is kind of a gimmick. Uh, I'll you know uh, what 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 works for the film is the first act, and sadly the second act destroys the film. And let's dive into it, and we'll discuss why as we talk cocaine bear. Yep. <laughs> So we got characters Sari, Eddie, David, Sid, Bob, Dee Dee, and Henry. Uh, Ranger Liz, who I enjoy. <laughs> Peter, Olaf, and Elsa. And, you know, well, well, well rounded cast here. Not A listers by any mean. It's great to see. Well, that's his last film, Ray Liotta. Yeah, the film is dedicated to him. It's nice to see uh, Alden and Eric. It, he kind of got a bum rap. He played Han Solo in the remake. Well, not the remake, but the prequel Solo. Uh, and he's quite funny in this. I I, I uh, um, thought he was actually quite good in um, Solo as Han yeah, Solo. Yeah, uh, it's not his fault. I mean, yeah, it's, I guess he's Harrison Ford, but Solo is actually a pretty good little film. Yeah. Um, compared to all the shit that we got, you know, the fucking, fucking tech of the fucking clones, all that, and the new ones were crap. I thought Solo and Rogue One were decent films. I agree. And uh, but uh, maybe we'll get to them someday. Unfortunately, we may have to go through a lot of shit to get to them. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is written by Jimmy Warden. Now Jimmy Warden does have some street cred when it comes to making a good comedy horror. Um, he did the Babysitter series. If you guys want to check them out, I think they're on Netflix. The Babysitter One, Babysitter Two, uh, with Samira Weaving. It's they're quite entertaining uh you should certainly check them out um this this kind of you know uh this cut this kind of film i don't, I don't know do you know this was filmed in ireland yes um i'm assuming for those sort of exterior shots that weren't filmed in ireland i think it was more the sort of the general shots you know the bulk of it but for those like white shots of they're obviously the real tennessee mountains yeah, Chattahoochee. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, where, where these, this whole thing supposedly took place. All right, let's start with the opening right away. Um, the one thing you're going for it, I, I love, I love, I love the music because it takes place in 1985. So we get some really good throwback music. Jane by Starship, good little tune, and uh, we obviously are introduced the drug runner. Um, you know, not a big deal. You see him, he falls. It looks like he breaks his neck, or breaks his back accidentally or something. Yeah, his parachute doesn't um, go off or something, or it doesn't come out. He slips. Something. Yes. He slips and he bangs his back. I think he broke his back is what he did. Uh, but we're introduced to Olaf and Elsa. Now, this is funny because they wrote these names in because it's a, it's an homage to Frozen. And uh, the two characters are Olaf and Elsa, I, I believe. That's what I heard. Uh-huh. 
Um, but it is a funny, it is a funny setup to what we're about to get. You got this loving couple and they're like, oh, I love you. I love you too, Olaf. And they're just visiting and, oh, look, a cute bear. Oh, bear's so nice. <laughs> and then they realize the bear is acting really weird. So it's banging his head against the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously it's on something and the bear attacks her Elsa gets it the worst. Well, see what she gets it. It's a good take on ignorant tourists, you know, saying, "Oh, I want to see the cute little birds," you know, type thing. You know, you really don't want to be up close to a bird. You know, that that's true. But they do state, and it's kind of fun. Black bears won't attack. Yeah. Um. In fact, they're more afraid of you. And they also say, I, I believe, if you fight back, you'll win, because the bear just gets more terrified when you fight back. So I know. Don't get me wrong. Don't guys. Don't go. Kieran Woods is citizen frame says I can fight a bear. Black bears are actually not as aggressive as you would think. As a brown bear, as a brown bear, something like. I'd rather just stay clear of them all. Just be in the safe side. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna walk up to it and go, "Hey, man, what's up, bear?" High five. Yeah, it would be cool though. Bears are so fucking cute. Bears are the coolest. Well, it's not Yogi Bear we're talking here. Oh, fuck it. I wouldn't want to hug Yogi Bear. That's fucking like human bear. That's fucking creepy. I'm not like a cute little bear like polar so bears, <laughs> black bear. Yeah, fucking a cartoon human bear. That's fucking creepy. Polar bears. Polar bears I don't know. Hey, boo, boo. are absolutely up, vicious and they would oh, rip yeah. you to shreds. A zookeeper yeah. told me that when I was a kid up at Belfast Zoo. No joke. Um, said, um, whenever uh, I was a small kid, my parents took myself and my sisters up to Belfast Zoo and we got talking to a zookeeper and we asked him what the most sort of fearsome animal in the zoo would be and he said out of them all says the polar bears oh yeah you can always see that especially the videos they'll fucking come at you <laughs> rip you to they're shreds. hungry fuckers they're hungry all the time mm-hmm. so I do like how they take actual footage from the actual news broadcasts that happened when the actual incident did happen with the drug runner that was, um, I recognize the uh, the broadcaster, Tom Brokaw. Right, I wasn't too sure if that, those were actual real. That's Tom not. Brokaw in the 80s. That's a real footage. They even have, it's a nice set when they have the footage of the actual site where they cut away in the newsreel where you see where the body landed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actual footage. Right. And then I like the transition. They cut to a live scene. And this is where we're introduced to the two cops, Reba and Bob. Um. It was a nice little cut, nice little, you know, transition yeah. going from the original material to the new stuff. So it's it's got flashes of genius here, and we're moving uh, steadily along. And we're, we're like we said, we uh, introduced to Bob and uh, Reba. I wouldn't Some say good genius. Banter. I wouldn't say flashes of genius, but there's flashes of competency. <laughs> no, I would I'd stick with the genius. I do think that's clever as hell. It's clever, but it's not it, genius. They do it really well. They do it incredibly well. And it is. It's a flash. That means something here that Elizabeth, now don't get me wrong, Elizabeth Banks will throw it all away in about 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I give it I give it as props. And I was hoping that's what we'd be getting. More like that. More fun, old school, new school, and doing stuff like that. But unfortunately, we end up getting pretty much this formula soon here. Now, what does work is it's a buddy movie. So you got the kids, Nancy, Dee Dee. You got David and uh, 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 what's his name? Jesus. I can't. The dealers. The dealer guys. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie. David and Eddie. You've got the mother 
and the ranger and the ranger's friend. And then you got Sid himself. I hear the so mother have, and the two kids. Yeah, they've ruined that. We'll, we'll get to that that whole ending sequence. Um, so you went to a fun little gory fun fest to a fucking Goonies movie. Not even Goonies. Um, it was more like Jurassic Park. Then that, you know, there was basically those earth-hating kids. That Spielberg always, I mean, I like, you know, I'm a fan of Spielberg's films in general terms. But Spielberg always has these really irritating kids in his films. And this was an example of perhaps Elizabeth Banks trying to imitate that. Yeah, um, we'll dive into that. But yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the kid actors, Dee Dee and Henry here. They're quite annoying. Pointless um, as well. When, they're, when they go to uh, go skip school and they're going for their walk about they want to get to the waterfall, they... Uh, end up doing coke when they find it and they eat it they think that's how you do it and they think that's funny I think it was fucking stupid no kid would do this no kid would do this there is some good glimpses of the bar in the background didn't catch it no there's like you know you see the bar like slipping past you know like in the background nah I never really caught it there was a couple of a couple of times yeah Uh, that's alright that's clever enough I guess I didn't really catch it I was too busy no fucking kid would do this Mm. Um, kids aren't I do that like naive. Sa- well, maybe sort of protected middle class kids. I don't know. Um, I do like this, the Debbie. Uh, I say Debbie because that's how they spell it. That's O'Shea Jackson. That's Ice Cube's kid. God, every time he gets older, he looks just like his dad. Yeah, he has a double of them. I didn't know, right? Uh, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, I didn't know he was Ice Cube's son, but now that you've said it, it makes complete sense. Yeah, he played his dad in South, uh, South of Compton, where we call it. Yeah, straight out of Compton. I haven't yeah, seen it yet. Yeah, that was his dad. He played him. Right. He played his dad. Yeah. But I do like the character of Eddie, and he's depressed over his girlfriend's death. Yeah. It's so funny, and how he's always crying over anything that makes him cry. You know, anything that's sentimental. He got the wrong tattoo or something. Yeah, it was fucking funny. I mean, it's it's actually it's. I do like the character. I do like that the park ranger Liz is trying to get in the pants of uh, Peter, mm. and there's a line where Peter shows up. And he's gonna go for a nature walk with her, or whatever he's gonna do. And he goes, "Hey, you need to dust your beaver off. Yeah. It's a stuffed beaver." And she goes, "I'm trying." Yeah, meaning because you know trying to get exactly. with him. Yeah. Uh, now something, and this whole lead up, this whole lead up to the initial bear attack is fun as hell. I'm really going with it. Um, and Margot Martindale plays the, the, the park ranger. She plays one of the most vile villains in film history to me. She's a very lovable actress. She does a lot of good, fun roles uh, like this one. But she, to me, will always be the hateful human being in Million Dollar Baby. She plays Hilary Swank's mom. I haven't seen Million Dollar Baby. Oh, my God. Have you not seen Million Dollar Baby? I haven't, yeah. She's a vile human being. Right. And you think villain, you think, you know, Darth Vader and, you know, Hannibal Lecter. And she is hands down worse. Right. Horrible character. Just every time she was on screen, he wanted to beat the shit out of her. <laughs> um, and anyone who sees Million Dollar Baby would be nodding the head right now. Yep, 100%. But I do like how it has all the characters and how they, you know, um, I don't like the mother, Carrie Russell. I, I like Carrie Russell herself, but I just think, eh. Uh, but she's going on the hunt to find her kids. And so when they find Henry up on a tree because the kids get scared when the bear attacks. Yeah. Why did the bear just take her away? It doesn't make Why sense. Why did the bear kill her? The bear, by rights, 
should have um, eaten the child alive instead of it, it was just a plot device for them to actually have something to do. Yeah, the, the bird should have. I know it sounds terrible, but the bird should have completely mauled and ripped the the wee girl apart. Yeah, or Henry, one of the both two should have got it. Please, <laughs> uh, sorry, both of them and the mother. Please, did, did you see? I mean, like when Peter gets up when he's up in the tree, mm-hmm. and the bear sees the coke kick because he falls in the when the bear starts attacking them. They, he falls in some of the coke, so he's covered in coke, so the bear smells the coke on him, which is funny. Yes. And why are you up in a tree? Bears can't climb trees. Yes, they can. <laughs> so why are you in a tree? Oh, shit. And the bear runs up to his tree and devours him. Yeah. And I thought this is where the film was going to go. I thought the fact that when he got it, Peter got it, and he's slowly getting gnawed. And they don't show you much, but it's kind of brutal. Yeah. And you're not kind of laugh. You're laughing with it, but uncomfortably. Uh, and Peter, and that's what I was hoping. That's what. Well, I'm That's what I thought it was going to go. This film, mm-hmm. and then you see his body just plummet in a in a tongue in cheek manner, but still quite disturbing. So you felt bad laughing at this, what you shouldn't have, and that's what I wanted. Uh, it, it was also kind of ironic his death as well, because he was always, you know, he was, you know, animal rights and stuff, you know, all this here and. You know, um, so the fact that he's the first to get absolutely mauled by the bear. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoyed his death. Um, and again, I wanted the rest of the film to be like this. There is, we'll get to it. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. I mean, this is it. That that was the scene. Well, the ambulance and scene's good. Mark, the ambulance chase. The ambulance scene's good, yes. Yes, yeah, I apologize. Yes, right. It, it ends with the ambulance scene. So... <laughs> so when Eddie and David are driving, they're the ones who have to get the coke. Yeah. To try to get it back for Sid. On the wings of love is playing in the background. And Eddie starts laughing, you know, crying. And he goes, This is Joni's favorite song. She said it he sang with the soul of a thousand year old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. I like that song too. Um, who sang that? Jo- Osborne. Somebody sang it. I can't Don't remember know. the name who sang it. Uh, but anyways another good song from the 80s and I just love the fact that he's in this deep depression and she died of cancer and Davey goes uh, I'm so sorry about uh, you know uh, Joanne he goes my dad gave her killed her she died of cancer my dad gave her yeah, the cancer right, yeah. <laughs> some of these dialogue is quite it's quite amusing and, 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 and you go with it it's very childish but I don't know. I don't know. When that when when he gets to the restroom, and they're at the park rangers, and the the bullies are gonna beat them up, it's so fucking stupid. It's the worst fight scene in film history. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, and I don't know. No, and, I don't know. And the gang of the, the teens are. I know they're meant to be stupid and sort of humorous. You know, naive. you're meant to laugh at yeah. them. But the, the, this became irritating to me. Yeah, it's. It's it's just a plot device mm-hmm. to get they call him kid to give the David and uh, and Eddie direct the tour yeah. yeah because he's got to direct them they found the coke yes a big batch of it when it fell on and uh, and it fell on uh, what do you fucking call it goddamn thing I don't want to fucking call it the coke the, the burr. Uh, no, and the coke fell, and the on the whatever it, they know he they know where it is. Forest. So, 
No. <laughs> yes, that's it, Forrest. Thank yes. you. <laughs> no, the gazebo. <laughs> yeah, yes, the gazebo. Gazebo is the word I was looking yeah. for. And he's he's just there. So they just did that gang fight to to get the plot device to get the kid to show them where the drugs. Yeah, the, is. the gang are basically just um, burr fodder. Yeah, yeah. I will say when the gang gets it, it's pretty fucking funny. When Liz finally makes it back to the the, the ranger camp, mm. and her ass is bleeding because she got bit or scratched, whatever it is. And one of the guys stands up, they open the door, and there's the bear just sitting there waving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, hi. And she actually blows the head off of one of the guys. That's right, yeah. The, 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 um, there is something, you know, um, that I didn't like about this film. I mean, there's a few things, but um, one of them is basically the CGI isn't great at times. And I think when necessary, they basically should have went with a man in a bear suit. Um and especially with the gore scenes, I was that pissed me off that it was CGI. They, they're they're not, but don't get me wrong, it's all right. It's I mean, overall this film is a possible hour and a half sort of switch your brain off entertainment. But there are if I wanted to really nitpick and really go full on, you know, critical of it, one of the things would be the CGI. Well, I'm not gonna fault it for the CGI. Uh, for a film that has, quite frankly little gore um they could have pretty much just went practical for most of this um uh, besides yes. uh ranger liz's death now i do th- i do think they do from uh, for the paramedics but yeah but what i like about this this whole act is this whole opening scene that opening sequence i'll say what 35 40 minutes yeah you, you have me you have a, and the reason you do is because Peter gets it in the tree. Uh, Ranger uh, Ranger Liz goes back to it, the camp um, to get help. Um, she actually kills one of the boys. One of the boys gets his head ripped off by the bear, which is quickly cut away. Which I don't know why they did that. Uh, the bear's cunt is is causing all this chaos. They're they're being ambushed in this little lodge. You got the cutaway of them playing twenty questions, which was kind of funny. Uh, the two the two druggies and the kid they're playing twenty questions, kind of funny dialogue. Then we cut back to the to the cabin and the chaos is still going. The paramedics show up, then the paramedics are starting to get attacked, um, and it's quite funny when the bear comes after them and, the, and, the, and jumps into the uh, into the ambulance, devours one of the paramedics. The other paramedics flies out the window, kills herself, and then Liz gets it horribly, horribly with the gurney. And scrap the ambulance scene the best scene for me. Yeah, the ambulance scene's good. Once the ambulance scene ends, okay, all this chaos, all these fun little yeah. characters we're meeting, very Tarantino kind of style, and I'm not comparing it to Tarantino, but you'll get the idea of what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. All these little sub-stories, all these sub-characters, all these little backstories for all these characters, and the dialogue's work, and it's clever, it's funny, it's keeping me going. Once Liz gets it, the paramedics get it. The film dies for me. Um, and this is what this is where it all just I guess you could say it goes flat. Yep. I think the problem I have with it is you had me in the first I don't think they knew where this film was gonna be, what genre it wanted to be. You have uh, you know, horror, you've got creature feature, you've got satire, you've got just slapstick in general. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to a kitty-like mom adventure, Goonies-esque, Jurassic Park, as you said, fun ride. I hear it, and you shit. cut away all the gore. Yeah. Done. It's over. Yeah. No one else gets it. I wanted it. And I mean, for me, this could have went two routes. It could have went hardcore, serious horror route, um, where it's maybe something like Cujo or something. 
um, or else it could have went the horror comedy route, which it sort of does for the first half until you know up until after the ambulance scene, where it's just like over the top gore, madness, wall to wall, and it just gets crazier and crazier. That would have been brilliant, but they yeah, it's just this complete change of tone. And you, you mentioned the word there, flat. It falls flat. The jokes fall flat then, and um, the, the the general just basically performances the storyline the plot i just i just started to lose interest yeah again like you said um and it's actually disturbing me karen that we're starting to agree more on films um <laughs> but up until the halfway point you had me you know what i mean it's not the greatest film i've ever seen but it was generally entertaining but then the second half it just goes into this weird sort of dimension yeah it's 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 it- I don't know what they're thinking. Um, again, I don't care about the story. It's fucking cocaine bear. Yeah. Um, and yet, like I said, when you have me in the first half and then you completely flip us for a completely different film the second, I don't get it. Yeah, it's just a, a you, fucking jarring. You have some great lines and great opportunity. When the bully and uh, Eddie start bonding, mm-hmm. uh, the kid, the, the, and he makes a great line. He goes, hey, man. Lizards are good listeners. <laughs> he goes, lizards are good listeners, but people are good at hearing. <laughs> and Eddie starts crying, and he goes, "That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard." <laughs> that's what. I, that's the stuff I really enjoyed. And this is this is all happening when the cops is at the gazebo, and he won't jump down because he's got the coke, and they want the coke, and he shoots off uh, Debbie's fingers. Mm-hmm. Um. It was just, what the fuck? They tried to do, you know what they tried to do? I am going to stick with the Tarantino. I think they almost tried to be clever, like dialogue Tarantino would have during a violent sequence. But they didn't pull it off? But they didn't pull it off. At all? And when the, and when the bear falls on top of Eddie, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. It's CGI bear. It's, um, yeah, um, just, it was almost like, it, it was... I, I wanted breakneck craziness here, you know, non-stop sort of wall-to-wall madness. Um, yeah. Um, but instead, it, it tried to be almost too clever with the... I mean, even the jokes sort of fell flat for me whenever I was watching it. It was just like, oh, fucking just get this over and done with, you know. I wanted to see a bear. I wanted to see a man in a bear suit running about, ripping people's heads off and, um, you know, snorting coke. You know what I mean? I didn't want to see fucking melodramatic nonsense that you would get on a TV movie. Um, you know, bad imitation of Steven Spielberg and doing Jurassic Park or whatever, or E.T. I, I wanted to see wall-to-wall craziness. The film is called Cocaine Burr. I want to see a man in a fucking burr suit okay. <laughs> snorting yeah. cocaine and ripping people apart. <laughs> um, I mean... Yeah, so... And then you have... I don't know what went wrong here. So when Bob's on top of the gazebo and they're having arguments uh, with David, there's some funny moments here and there, but it got old quick. Reba shows up. The cop we're introduced to with Bob in the beginning of the mm-hmm. film, and now she's a traitor? Pointless subplot. Well, I mean, if you were going to be clever, that could have been a real... They showed a shot of somebody who shot the cop, who shot Bob. Mm-hmm. And clearly, we know it's fucking really out. It's Sid, mm-hmm. but we don't. We're not supposed to know that. A better twist would have been have Reba do it, and then she's coming out of the woods. We think it's Sid, but it's actually his. I guess you could say partner or whoever she was, 
and but they didn't do it. It was just like, oh, you betrayed me. Yeah, yeah. shrug, uh, shoulder shrug. It was a pointless subplot. I would also like to say that Ray Liotta was um, uh, basically wasted in this film. He should have been used to much more effect, better effect. Uh, I think it was more just a cameo for anything yes, else. Yes, yes. Um, so when the mom is, so I don't know. I so Bob dies right then. I guess the cop. Uh, yes, he does. Yes. I don't really show it. Yeah. Unless unless there's a sequel coming. Because Reba just walks away. He does die. Okay, bye. Yeah. Oh, he does die? Okay. Yeah. Because he takes the dog and then gives the dog to Eddie and Eddie starts crying. You know what? Um, I, I hate... Eddie's the best thing about the film. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and um, what I hated as well is whenever they introduced the bird cubs who were also um, Uncle Kane. Oh, the fucking went, stupid. The, the, well, they could have went like, like me at them like, you know, real um, vicious wee bastards on the cook but instead they're like cutesy. You know, it's almost like, am I watching a Disney film here? Or am I watching Cocaine Bear? You know? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought the whole thing. So, let me get this straight. The bear takes Dee Dee hostage, but as Dee Dee's being dragged, she's leaving paint trails. I, I don't even know leaving, that. It's just nonsensical. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? And then, yeah. um, now, this is what the problem is. They're probably thinking, oh, this is Cocaine Bear. We fucking these people are just gonna have a good time laughing. They're not gonna care that this makes no sense. Mm. Well, guess what? I fucking yeah, care. Yeah, sure Because at the end of the day, their first act, you had competency we're here. We're not. We're not fucking you had idiots. Some flashes of. Yeah, you had some flashes here, and uh, and I say flashes of genius in the beginning, where you you cleverly, old school, new school, and I was like, all right, we got something here. Paramedics, great. This looks good, and then you fucking pull the rug underneath us. Mm. And I rather the film be complete shit. And then we sit here and ripped it to shreds. But what pisses me off, you had it. You had me. And you fucking wasted it with this stupid ending. With this direct... I'm still going Goonies. It's the fault of the director. And, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. And then the, and then the ending was... How did that... I don't... I, I, and then... So Debbie gets shot in the throat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, during all the chaos, and he fall, they jump, you know, the waterfall yes. that they're going to go to, right? And he's dying in Eddie's arms, and then, and then, uh, what's the mom's name again? I fucking forgot. Oh, I forget. She goes. Um, I just knew her as the mom in it. She was like the stereotypical eighties mom. Siri, 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 or something yeah. like that. Siri, sorry, 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 something like that. Yes, she's Siri, sorry. Um, so she goes. Oh, I'm a nurse. Yeah. He's just in shock. And then at the end of the film, they're at their friend's house, and he has a little bandage on. He hasn't been in the hospital or anything. How the fuck is he dead? And the next thing you know, oh, I, I can handle this, and he's fine. Those are things that pissed me off. Yeah, I, it was just the, the the tone, the shift in tone. Uh, yeah, I thought I agree that it is frustrating because there was uh, you know a lot of promise there, um, what we could have got, but instead we basically got Spielberg meets Disney meets I don't know good fellas <laughs> um, and that's not a good mesh yeah I mean uh, this one's a pretty quick podcast to be honest with you it's just the fact I have much to say about it because I'm disappointed in where it left me um, and some, there's a really nice shot where one of the paramedics goes into the back room of the ranger's office and you can see the bear in the corner in the shadows it's a very creepy looking shot right there you could and and he's coming at him 
you, and he felt sorry for the paramedic because he didn't do anything. So it was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then it's and then it goes a completely different direction. My point is, like, and I keep beating it like a, like a dead horse. That was a cre- good creepy scene. Uh, same thing with Peter's death. You kind of felt uncomfortable enjoying it. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Kill the kid. Yeah. Oh uh, well, uh, the kid should have been killed anyway. You know. One on one of them. We don't agree with that. He didn't even have to have the kids or the mother in the film. They the film would have been much stronger without the three of them in it. What and At what all? was with the waste of Olive's death? Mm-hmm. He's he's sitting there. He's all out of his pants. He's in shock still over Elsie's death. And next thing you know, we cut away. He's been eaten. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. We never, we never saw him got attacked. No. So what was the point? Of, what, what's the point of bringing him back? Mm-hmm. What was the point? Even well, I mean, the, the both of them should have been killed off, and the not just the female, the Elsa or whatever you called her. The both they should have killed the two of them off. You know, the beginning of Dog Soldiers, where um, it sort of yeah. reminded me a bit of that. You know, where the couple are in the tent making out or whatever, and then they're attacked by werewolves. They should have just to, to increase the threat of cocaine bear. Um, you know, the actual cocaine bear itself. Um, it should have had. Massacre into both of them. And the funny thing is, when you saw the bear attacks, when it went after uh, Ranger Liz and when it went after Peter, it was thrashing him around. That's what a bear would do, yeah. um, which is fine. It's pretty disturbing. Mix it with old school and new school. I like it. What they could have done is, maybe you're right, have a basic CGI bear going at it, you know, fighting, doing all the bear stuff it would do when it's attacking something. But then quickly cut to a man clearly in a bear suit. Yeah. Running after him, and people would have start laughing because it was so so stupid See, problem, and insane. Problem with, that would have been yeah, funny. The problem with CGI is it's too easy for these filmmakers. It's just like it's almost like they're saying, "Ah, oh, we'll just CGI that shit." Whereas back in the day, whenever you didn't have CGI, there was actual care and art and craft and love went into things like I, making special uh, yeah, effects. Yeah, but I, I think you're, I, I know, but you're, you're, you're pissing on CGI. It's not, it's, that's not the CGI's no, fault. No, I what know happened. that. But C- and CGI what I'm is saying, necessary at certain times, I, even in a film like this. But I think war But you have done, to. You can't have a bear. Practical. And, but the, no, the, my point is the bear costume would look stupid with the man in it. But I, I think that that's the whole point. You put a man in the bear costume because there's so much on cocaine, the bear's going to do stuff like a human would do. You know, just really fuck it up. And he starts running or something toward him like a human runs. That would be funny. <laughs> People would laugh. They wouldn't go, oh, that's so fake. They'd go with it. So mix it up. Have a practical guy in a suit and then have the CGI bear. Have the rough and tough what a bear will tear you to shreds kind of CGI bear and then have a guy in a suit like <laughs> running what, or what about something. The, um, just the guy in the bear suit in Hercules in New York. That's pretty realistic. I don't even fucking remember. What, <laughs> that's the most obscure thing. No, there is in, in Hercules in New York with, with oh um, Schwarzenegger. There is a, there is a, a, a scene. I can't have been that long since I've seen it, but yeah, there's a scene where there's a, basically a guy, and I think it's a bear suit. It's some sort of or a gorilla suit, possibly, um, in a zoo scene or something. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's blatantly obvious. It's a man in a suit. <laughs> I was joking. No. Nah. Well, no, I mean, that, but that's what you want. That's my point. It's a comedy. They should have really went all out instead of destroying all the work that went into the first act and destroying it and making a mom a kitty adventure, fucking escape from which mountain I meets. That shit, like, yeah. You, you just took me out of it, yeah. and it's it's disappointing. But the uh, the actors did their their job, and um, but that's all I can give it. And then they have little post credit scenes which were stupid. Yeah. 
about your fingers um, and stuff. And yeah, the, the the dog ate his finger. I don't know. It just I don't. If you gave this to someone like John Sales, who did Alligator, a better director, he knows how to do. He knows how to do satire well. Yeah. Even um. We pissed on Return of Sam's Lost, one of the worst films ever made. You think is a masterpiece. Um, it's all right. But e- even if you get you, you said masterpiece. <laughs> and even if you if you didn't give it to uh, the Cohen, yep. Larry Cohen. Or um, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi or somebody who can do tongue-in-cheek satire well. Um, it just, even stop motion bear would have been funny. Stop motion Absolutely. animation. I love that. You know, I, that would have been hilarious and a good time. Yeah. Uh, fuck Sam Raimi did it for Doctor Strange yep. and had a good time doing it. Why can't you do it with this? Um, it just, I think, it just seemed rushed. The second act seemed like, oh, we have the first act, we have them now. Let's just finish yep. it because um, there was nothing. To, uh, it's just bad. Uh, I don't know. Too bad. Disappointed. Yep. Um, Too promised but, with the likes of the ambulance scene and a couple of other scenes. But I would have um, cut the kids and the mother out completely. Um, I wouldn't have them in the film at all. And it could have been just um, cops up against drug dealers plus cocaine bar. Yeah, but they didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. But what are you going to do? So uh, we're going to wrap this one up. And that's all I got. I'm too worn out. <laughs> you need to take all some right, coke. So, Kieran to perk you up. Yeah, oh, well, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe that was the whole concept of the film. You had to be on coke to enjoy it. <laughs> all right, but listen... Um, we just recently did Tango and Cash, and it's our biggest hit in a long time. We want to know why. Uh, if you guys can give us a shout back on Citizen Frame underscore podcast on Instagram there or on Facebook, leave us a message, give us a shout. Just curious because uh, why catapulted? Now, we had a special uh, guest on that one, so maybe we do more of those fun ones and have three of us on. Just curious what you guys thought worked. Um, like I said, day by day, we're always, uh, constructive criticism helps us grow. Every day is good so, day. Exactly. So give us a shout. And if you insult us, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, you're going to suck right, Kieran, the new... but not me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they're, all, they're all on my side, Team Kieran. <laughs> all right. So the new issue of Phantasmagoria is out now, available on newsstands locally on Forbidden Planet, and of course, worldwide on... Amazon. Yep. And rumor has it you have a new store in the U.S.? Yes, that's correct. Phantasm Comics, which are in, um, well, the, the store is in Pennsylvania, the town of New Hope in Pennsylvania. The guy contacted me there um, last week and placed an order. So, yeah, if you just happen to be listening to this show and you're anywhere near Pennsylvania or in Pennsylvania, the town of New Hope, check out Phantasm Comics. There you go. We're reaching you closer and closer every day. We got quite a few viewers in Pennsylvania. There you oh, go. There you go. There you go. Listeners, I keep saying viewers, but listeners. There you go. All right, listen, we're gonna wrap this one up, guys. Take care of yourselves. Have a good one, and we'll chat soon. Mm-hmm.